0: Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wiseman. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Based Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty. It's Wednesday, March 24th, 2020, and we are on episode 50, kind of a milestone or a mini milestone, whatever you want to call it. But I just want to thank you guys for the support, those who have been here all along the way. And those of you who are new to the show, thanks for tuning in as well. And for those of you who are new, I'm proud thought criminal Darren Wisely. I'm here to give you the non-PC unapologetic truth. And the reason this is so important is because of the complete upside-down world we live in. I'm just sick and tired of dealing with these mindless zombies wearing a mask all alone to walk their dog out on the sidewalk, just blindly following whatever media narrative is out there. Completely clueless, can't think for themselves. It's just mind-boggling, and I'm just sick of being around these people. I mean, just like the other day, I was in Kroger... Uh, up in Lansing and Lansing is a lot different than Hillsdale where I live Hillsdale you know places still have their mask and stupid COVID signs on the door but a lot of it is just kinda of for show in case uh, one of these Gestapo's from the health department shows up M- almost none of it is enforced which is very nice because it gives you somewhat of a semblance of normalcy but once you get out into a lot of these other places people are still believing this and, and here we are a year later so, I know what Lansing is like. I mean, I see people on the sidewalk downtown all by themselves wearing a mask. Just look like complete buffoons. And I need to get some grocery. Just a few things real quick to run into Kroger. And I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. But I'm not going to wear a mask because I'm not going to perpetuate this gigantic lie. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, I've done several different episodes uh, just talking about this idea that we're all going to pretend that this is this huge national emergency worldwide pandemic and it clearly isn't but i'm not going to play along so i don't wear a mask and I'm, I'm not really looking forward to getting harassed which i do a lot of places outside of hillsdale when i don't wear a mask but again i'm not going to play their game so i go in and actually no one bugs me as i go in so that was very nice the store was pretty full it was you know maybe Early evening, people are just getting out of work around like 5 36. But every single person, employee, uh, shopper, customer is wearing a mask. I'm the only person not wearing one, and no one's bugged me. So it's fine. And just like I said, couple things get out of there, get away from all these people. <laughs> and I'm walking down an aisle all by myself, and this um you know, young woman, maybe college age girl. I, she was coming around the corner and I was leaving the aisle and I don't almost bump into her like in the traditional sense, but in the six foot COVID sense, I came kinda near. She goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, chill out girl, it's no big deal. And I looked down and realized they had those stupid arrows where you can only walk one way (laughs) down a grocery aisle, which is just ridiculous. Like, that's going to protect you. If this is really a pandemic worldwide that is that deadly, are these stupid arrows going to do anything? No. It's all theater. It's all theater. And it's funny because she apologized, but I was technically the one walking the wrong way down the one-way aisle. But I don't even pay attention to that stuff. And I forgot that was even still a thing, to be honest. I remember when this COVID started and you started seeing all these arrows everywhere and dots where you can stand, you know, like we're cattle. Um, but I'd kind of just forgotten about it because I really try to ignore this stuff as much as possible, just, just to remain sane. <laughs> so, I mean, at least she wasn't acting crazy about it. She didn't do anything wrong, but it just kind of shocked me, I guess. But that wasn't the end of it. I'm, I'm getting you the line to check out and this old bat comes, <laughs> bat, no pun intended, COVID, <laughs> Wuhan, um... This old bat comes by and she goes, You're not wearing a mask. How bizarre. Tch. And you know, I'm not going to sit there and argue with this old lady, but it's like, How bizarre? How about you are worried about someone else's business? That's bizarre to me. Someone you don't even know, a complete stranger who's not doing anything to you, why don't you just mind your own business, get your groceries, and you know, uh, go talk to someone who cares, <laughs> because uh, the fact that you have that much time to worry about what someone else is doing just shows that you have nothing better to do with your life. I mean, that's why people watch the Kardashians, all these other stupid shows. They're living vicariously for through other people. Well, why not do things in your own life that are more productive, that enhance the quality of our life? But that's what our society has come to, where very few people have their own true ambitions, goals they want to strive for they're just kind of moping around from place to place and all that matters is survival and yeah we're going to butt into other people's affairs because our lives are so boring and pointless that we have to do that then as i was checking out there was a very little girl right behind us i didn't know they were there because i was checking out minding my own business which i wish more people would do and she goes daddy why doesn't he have to wear a mask And I just felt so bad. You have this little girl, and she has to wear this mask into a store. I mean, this is child abuse. I mean, it's not hyperbolic. To put a mask on an infant, a newborn, a toddler, a very young child, that is child abuse. You're perpetuating all this needless fear in them. Don't tell me this isn't going to lead to psychological trauma. Not like all the other stuff that's going on won't either. You know, people twerking on family TV shows and whatnot, but um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of long-term trauma in children. I mean, we know babies see a face for the first time, start bawling because they've never seen one before. Um, It really is child abuse. It's disgusting. I mean, it really, I left that store just kind of in a sunken mood. Not because the old bat was nagging me or anything. You know, I'm used to that stuff. I'm used to being harassed for not wearing a mask. But just, you know, what children are being put through and their parents, well, 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 guy on TV said it, so we gotta do it. (sighs) So that's why I get the truth out there. I mean, it really is our only chance. Just like with Fauci, you know, I've been saying he's a fraud all along. More people are seeing that. And if you didn't check out the episode, uh, check out last episode. You're really going to enjoy it, I'm sure. I talked about how Rand Paul just completely obliterated Fauci's political theater. And what Rand called his policy by conjecture. I love that. So if you are new, you want to get more people on our side, support the show. I'm very thankful to all the contributors. Um, Those of you contributing, you can do it on my anchor, my Patreon, as others are. And it'll just help us spread the truth. I will have some goodies out for contributors down the road. But we got to fight this just insane propaganda. And just $5, $10 a month, it'll go a long way. But if you can't, I understand, but it doesn't cost you a dime to share it with people. Let them know they're not alone in this fight because sometimes it really does feel that way. Sometimes you feel isolated because everyone is going along with this madness and it has a psychological effect like, oh, maybe I'm the crazy one. No, you're not crazy for wanting freedom. They They want you to think that, but you're not. So we got to get more people to to not feel afraid, to speak the truth, to fight for freedom, and to stand up for what's right. So overall, I'm just thankful to those who contribute or even just take the time to listen. It does encourage me. It gives me hope. I really need it. I'm sure a lot of you do. So just thanks again. And here we are, episode 50. Make sure you're subscribed so you know when I'm dropping new shows. my plan moving forward is to try to do two episodes a week. I think that's very doable. Two episodes of good content on, I'm thinking Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, it won't be strict to that, but that's kind of what I'm looking I know in the beginning I was dropping shows all the time. Then I got into kind of a routine. Then I stopped doing it at all. And now I'm kind of back on a, on a decent schedule. But I think two episodes a week, maybe a third if I really have time and there's something really interesting. And you know, there'll be weeks where I only have one but uh as of right now i'm shooting for two but if you're subscribed you don't really have to worry about that and you can follow my social media i'm active on facebook and twitter uh, instagram as well and of course baseliberty.com has all those links you can find my store there too and the website is pretty primitive at this point but you can find all the stuff you need that's the important part someday i will take the time spruce it up but right now i'm just focus on quality content getting that out there And, you know, I think that's a little more important than having a world-class website, so. But today I'm talking about uh, something that happened last week. Uh, There was a court ruling that uh, Michigan's Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson violated election law. And this case is Ganetsky versus Benson. I might be butchering the first name. But it was in the Court of Claims for Michigan. And... This is really interesting because I was saying all along that she had violated Michigan's election law and Michigan's constitution, and in some ways, those of us who feel that way are very vindicated, although this was a little slightly different than from what I was saying, but you can go back to my old episodes, and I had pointed this out, that this was highly problematic. So this article is from Kaniwa, I might be butchering this too, but KaniwaReport.com. Michigan Court of Claims Judge Christopher Murray rendered a decision that will not fully appease either side in the state's most prominent lawsuit regarding the 2020 general election. Elgin County Clerk Robert Janetsky and the Michigan GOP were seeking a full forensic audit of all absentee ballots to see if signature matches could be verified. That was denied, but on the whole, Murray sided with the plaintiffs against Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson. She was found to have violated the Administrative Procedures Act when she gave guidance to local clerks on how to verify signatures in October of 2020. Murray said the directive was really a rule and fell outside of her purview to give. The state legislature has authority over how elections are conducted, and Murray found the plaintiffs correct in asserting that it needed to come from them to be treated as binding. And here's what uh, Ms. Benson had to say. 250 audits they conduct in each and every one of the more than 250 audits they conducted is that Michigan's election was the most secure in our state's history (laughs) and the results accurately reflect the will of the voters. This finding eradicates any rationale for continuing to question the integrity of the election and the validity of the outcome. (laughs) So, the most secure election in history? I mean, come on! like, if you want to persuade people, don't be so ridiculous. I mean, there's just no way this is the most secure election in Michigan's history. And I've talked about the election. I'm not going to belabor all that, but it's just very Orwellian to have this election with all of these allegations of fraud, especially in Michigan. Michigan was, I mean, nationwide, people knew that crazy things were going on in Michigan and all these you know, you had the Dominion software changing votes. You had votes coming in late at night. Detroit, I mean, I I did like 10, 15 minutes of an episode just talking about that. Check that out if you want to hear about it. But the most secure election. <laughs> Talk about doublespeak, huh? And so basically what this was ruling on is a violation of this act that I mentioned. And what Benson did is make it so that Uh, these absentee ballots, there's a presumption that they're valid. Instead of getting the ballot and checking to make sure it's valid, you're going to assume that it's valid. Think about that for a second. Oh, yeah, that couldn't lead to any fraud. But hey, it's the most secure election in Michigan history. Well, then what are the other ones like? That's my question. (laughs) The plan is obviously clear to get as many votes possible in there to be able to fudge the numbers as much as possible to create so much confusion that people won't be able to figure out exactly what's being changed, what's legit, and and they succeeded, obviously. So also among the so-called guidance, and this is what I was pointing out, um, that was illegal, is that she just sent out applications to everyone for absentee voters. I mean, I knew people who lived alone in an apartment. They got four absentee ballot requests i mean think about this there's absolutely no discretion and no attempts to preserve any type of election integrity and then they have the nerve to come out here and say how safe and secure it is i mean these people just think that people will believe anything and i guess in light of the past year it kind of makes sense (sighs) she made unilateral orders to send absentee ballots out to all registered voters She can't do that on her own initiative. What kind of power is that? All that you needed on your absentee ballot was a slight similarity in signature to find that the signature is valid. A slight similarity. Think about how, one, vague and ambiguous that is, but also how low of a standard that is. Of course it's illegal. And you're going to like this too. So on top of all this illegal, corrupt thing she's doing. Benson used, oh, you know, just $4.5 million in funds from the CARES Act back in May to send these absentee ballots to all voters. So not only was this table set for widespread voter fraud, but taxpayer money was used that was supposed to go to this COVID relief. You see, they don't care about us they'll spend our own money to make sure they stay in power. And they certainly don't have a problem rigging elections to do so. And Michigan law states that absentee ballots may be sent out on request, and that then the Secretary of State has to send them out. Not that everyone just automatically gets one. See, that's what I was saying about how she violated Michigan law. But she also violated the Michigan Constitution when you think about it. So if you look at Article 2, Section 5... Uh, This is what it says. Except for special elections to fill vacancies or as otherwise provided in this Constitution, all elections for national, state, county, or township offices shall be held on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November in each even-numbered year or on such other day as members of the Congress of the United States are regularly elected. So all of this voting day, voting week, send it by mail, turn it in whenever you want, This is not constitutional because it specifically talks about a day, the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Okay, well, is that a week? Is that a month? Is Tuesday a week, a month? I mean, that's one of the few words the courts can't construe to mean anything. You can't have a voting week, a voting day, early voting without amending the Michigan Constitution. But that's what they're pushing. And all of this crazy mail-in voting, well, is that a day? Yeah, you can have absentee ballots for very specific reasons, military, ill health, things like that. But just to send everyone the ability to vote by mail, that's not a voting day. Obviously, they don't care about their oath to the Constitution. That's meaningless to these people. But it's a way to hold them accountable and to bring that up because no one's talking about that. That's what this show is. Things no one is talking about. So much of what's on TV is just a complete smokescreen. When Benson sent out all these applications, she said, By mailing applications, we have ensured that no Michigander has to choose between their health and their right to vote. Voting by mail is easy, convenient, safe, secure, and every voter in Michigan has the right to do it. (laughs) Well, it is easy, and that's exactly why you did it. You could have left everything else out of there. So I just want to finish up with one quick thing, and that is about Big Gretch. Oh, Big Gretch. She's a strong woman. She knows how to destroy her state's economy, and she kills people. What a hero. What a feminist icon. (laughs) So I talked about the hush money um, and how corrupt that was, and if you haven't heard my analysis on that, uh, it's episode 46. It's has the word hush money somewhere in the title. Check that out if you haven't. So she issued this hush money to three top officials, including the head of DHHS. And there's a lot of concerns there about this nine month non disclosure agreement because we know, just like Cuomo, New York, she stuck sick people in nursing homes. So she might be trying to uh, cover her trail a little bit about the um, many murders she committed at the very least, involuntary manslaughter because it's clearly criminal negligence to put sick people in homes with elderly. Not sure why you'd want to do that. But now she's already flipped the script, and Gretchen Whitmer and uh, Robert Gordon, who received $155,000 of our taxpayer money to not do anything but keep his mouth shut so that we couldn't have transparency, um that agreement has been waived and this was confirmed on thursday of last week it says yesterday the governor and robert brown have agreed to waive the confidentiality provision in Robert's settlement agreement said whitmer communications director tiffany brown so Whitmer's defending it um that's interesting that i mean i don't know if anything will come out of it but the whole thing just draws more attention, which is good because people need to be questioning what she did. I mean, lives were lost because of her. Our state's destroyed because of her. Driving around Lansing last night, maybe around nine thirty, saw a giant rat. I mean, not like a mouse. Like a. I mean, thought it was a possum at first, but it how I was walking, it clearly couldn't have been a possum. It had that kind of tail, so it couldn't have been like a woodchuck or, you know, a beaver or something. Drove up, it was a rat. And I thought it was Gretchen Whitmer. But it wasn't. It was a rat. But that's exactly what she's doing to this city and to this state. Homeless people in the streets, rats running around. But uh, she's probably going to say, let them eat cake next. But I will have to do a further analysis on Whitmer um, if any more evidence comes out about what she's done because she has very much been opaque with her rationale for these just stupid, draconian executive orders. Um, she just stands up there with her smug face and her stupid mask, but, you know, us peons can't do anything, but she takes her boat out for the holidays, um, she's just awful, she's just awful, so we, we do need to keep digging into that, we can't let it just slide under the rug, because you know they'll do it, you know they'll do it if we don't hold them accountable. Rules for thee, but not for me. So I know this was a little bit of a shorter episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some good information out of it. I will come out with more next week, and I hope you're enjoying your day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon.